This is The Junk Project, a podcast about the mental, emotional, and physical junk that we carry in our business and life, along with practical ways to get rid of it. And now, here's your host, Michelle Hill. Hey, welcome to The Junk Project. I'm your host, Michelle Hill. And today we have the awesome opportunity to be joined with our guest, Steve Apodaca. Did I say it correctly? You said it 100% correct. Yes. Awesome. So Steve, please, we'd love to hear what you do and how we can help you with your business. Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity, Michelle. I'm uh, excited to be with you here today uh, and share a piece of who I am and my story and see what value I can bring to you as well. Uh, name Steve Apodaca, as mentioned. I am a native born and raised Las Vegan. Um, we run two businesses, an independent insurance uh, agency for mainly just life and retirement products and recently took on a VP position of sales for phone sites back in November. Um, so I've shifted most of my focus to the phone sites and have uh, allowed my son, my 19-year-old son, my wife, and my VA run the insurance business. And I just took on a uh, and more of an advisory role, uh, so to speak, and so I can help Ryan Stuman and the phone sites team uh, achieve some very, 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 very big and massive uh, goals. So uh, that's a little bit about me. I, I love that because I, I did forget about that. But now that you brought that up, they have talked quite a bit about how well you were doing with the phone sites. And um, can you explain to our audience exactly what phone sites is? Sure. So phone sites is a software uh, company where we're an online based software uh, company where we our users use use phone sites to build out web pages, landing pages, sales pages, um, funnels, digital business cards. And the caveat there is that it can all be done on your phone without a single piece of code, literally drag and drop. You press a button, edit your name and your information, you hit the save button and it's already ready to be delivered out into the public. So the ease of use and um, the multitude of problems that phone sites solve in order Oh, lost you, Steve. Relevant in their branding and marketing is really what sets it apart. Could you repeat that just a little bit? We lost you for a few minutes and I paused it. Oh, darn it. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. So phone, phone sites, it's a phone-based, online-based software that allows you to build uh, websites, pages, funnels, digital business cards, all with your two thumbs from your phone without a single piece of code. Uh, it's, it's easy to edit some information, hit the save button, and then deliver it out into the public so you can stay relevant with literally anything that you could think of uh, if you want to make announcements, websites, pages, sales pages, um, webinars, anything that you just need to get marketed online and delivered into the public. Phone sites allows you to do that in a matter of minutes. What makes it super nice is you don't even need to have business cards anymore. You can use phone sites like as a business card, right? Correct. Yeah. So we just got them. As a matter of fact, I did. This is unplanned. Oh, um, but as you can see, this is, uh, 
the oh, metal version of the of the digital business card mm -hmm. and how how it works is when you tap that to someone's phone oh that opened up bixby i don't like <laughs> bixby bixby's annoying but when you tap that on someone's phone mm -hmm. it then pulls up the website I just have to tell which browser to open it on, and then it opens up the digital business card. Oh, how cool is that? Okay. Yeah. And then the other way, easy is if, if someone doesn't like to carry these around, is I just have the QR code right there on the, on the home screen. And so we just teach people that, hey, you can stay relevant and leave a good impression, and you can ditch the old card stock business, you know, business cards like we used to use back in the day. By the way, 88% of those get thrown away in the first week. Yeah, so, I think the only thing they're good for anymore is door prizes. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So I, I, my, I caught my wife throwing a couple, couple thousand away the other day from oh, wow. that were just collect, collecting dust in the closet. And she says, yeah. are you ever going to use these? I said, ah, I don't know where to send them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now with the digital version, I can send the link to anybody and they can save me to the phone. Now, does it save to your phone or does it save to like your contacts in your phone or does it save to, is that what it does? Yeah. So with the card is when you tap it, it's gonna allow you, to, you can set it up to do one of two things. Okay. You can either have it open up the website page, which is what I've got mine set up to do, or when you tap it, it'll just open up the V card, which is the profile that you can download to someone's phone. Mm -hmm. So I like, I like the wow factor, I like the presentation factor. So I'd rather lead them to the site and then on the side, I've got a button that says save to phone and it accomplishes that same thing where it'll just import the, the profile into their phone. They hit save. And then now if they type in my name in their phone contacts, it'll pull up the entire business card that has website, email, phone number, title, anything else, address that you want to put. That's all now in, inside their contacts in their phone. Wow, that's pretty awesome. I love that. That's yeah. amazing. So what we can do is we have some fun sporadic questions <laughs> that we're going to ask. Are you ready? Oh, I like this. We have a we have a five second timer on this. No, nope, no timers because <laughs> because some of them are, you're going to go, oh, wow, that was a good question. Maybe we're in maybe. the hot seat here. Good. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. Do you have a favorite quote? I Oh, that's not nice. I've got like 20. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the first one that comes off the top of my head is I don't run away from challenges. I run them over. I like that. That's just an affirmation that I've said for many years. But the, the quote that I actually have on my digital business card there at the bottom, it says excuses build monuments of nothing and bridges to nowhere. And those who use these tools of incompetence become masters of nothing. Wow. That's, that's a great mm. quote. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fitting coming from, um, you know, our mentor, Ryan Stuman, where he talks yeah. about, he's got a famous saying about excuses too. So, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I asked one time about having some uh, car uh, signage, right? So Jonathan Range made me a um, 
sticker for my back of my truck window. So it said, it's really big. It says FYE. And so every time I'm looking back, uh, it just reminds me every day. So when I get in the truck, when I get out of the truck, when I look back in the truck, it's just a constant reminder. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it it because it's like, you know, I'll think about giving some stupid excuse about something, even just to myself. And I'm like, nope, not today. Can't do it. So I love it. Uh, Part, part of that for me is I always just look at it as someone's always got it worse than me. Yeah. Right. And so what am I complaining about? Someone's Mm -hmm. dealing with cancer right now, or somebody's dealing with not having two legs to walk on or they're blind or something. Right. So yeah. now I know, I know that's a blessing for so many people or for, for certain people that, you know, they fight, they find blessings in adversity. But mm-hmm. again, I always just look at it when I'm looking to throw myself a pity party as well. You know what? You, you could be worse off. So get your butt up and, and get into gear. Yeah. Yep. I love it. All right. So I have another question for you. Okay. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it say? Mm. I'd put my QR code to the uh, business site. <laughs> I like that one. Just I, joking. I'm still working. You know what? I, I'll ask some of these questions and I'm like, hmm, I still don't have an answer for some of these myself. <laughs> They're kind of tough. All right. So repeat that one more time. If I had a billboard, billboard what would with, it say? With anything on it. You could put anything you want on it. What would it say? Oh, my gosh. Man. That's a tricky one. <laughs> I would it probably would just be a positive message just to, just to whoever lays eyeballs on it. And it would probably something probably say something to the effect of uh, this isn't a dress rehearsal. You know, we don't get oh, any like do overs. You know, oh, like we don't, that. we don't, we don't get do-overs in life. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent on not wasting time since we don't get that back. And, um, the pain of regret weighs so much more in comparison to the pain of change, which can happen now, mm-hmm. as opposed to getting to the end of your life and thinking, oh my gosh, what did I, what did I do? Right. Yeah. What did I, what did I squander? And there, that regret is there because you can't go back. There are no re- redos, no do-overs. So I would say probably on the billboard, you know, this isn't a dress rehearsal. We don't get any, re- you know, we don't get any do-overs or something yeah. like that. I like that because, uh, you know, I, I knew somebody who lived their whole life with regret that they had gotten in an argument, you know, with their dad, um, when they were like 16. So you're talking back in the sixties, right? And he lived his, his he, he died at 48, but he lived 48 years with regret or maybe not yeah. 48, but his whole life. Right. And I refuse to do what he did because I saw what it did to him. And I'm like, Nope. You know, so I've learned that, yeah, I'm going to make mistakes and sometimes I'm going to hurt people and not on purpose. And so I'm just like, okay, I have to, you know, let God, I let God know, Hey, can you tell them I'm sorry? <laughs> Cause I don't know who these people are. And, right. you know, and then I, I'm able to forgive myself and let it go because if I don't let go, I will continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over. You know, I don't know if you've ever done that, but I've done that when I don't let go. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, definitely. And to your point about forgiving oneself, um, I wrestled with that myself. I didn't become an entrepreneur until I was 30, 
three thirty four. And I had so much regret that I had been working since I was 14 years old and really didn't have anything to show for it, quote unquote. And I don't mean materialistically, but, you know, freedom of time, freedom with family, you know, the things that are important and that matter. And I was really mad at myself for going that long, um, not knowing and being in ignorance. And so I had to forgive myself to say, hey, look, it wasn't your fault. You know, your parents can, they don't, they, your parents teach you only what they know. They can't teach you what they don't know. Right. Um, you're a lot of the times we're, we're products of our environments. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of the times we just don't know, but um, I, but even that pain of regret of, of spending that much time in ignorance was still enough pain for me to where I had to I had to forgive myself and when I did that's when things really opened up um I I I let people know that man when you can learn to forgive that is like the greatest superpower there really is because it just lifts so much off of you you know not only forgive yourself but to forgive others for things that maybe they've done to you and uh I really I'm really I've taught myself for so many years to do this, that it, it's so automatic. I don't even think about it anymore. It just done. Yeah. Right. Flies I, right off the back. It really does. Right. It just doesn't bother me. Um, you know, it, I mean, it might for a little bit and then, okay, I'm done. That's it. So yeah. on the superpower thing, what is your superpower? I'd say the first thing that jumped out of my mind is probably would probably say is tolerance. That's probably my superpower. Um, I'd say the second one is that um, I over deliver. Somebody said, told me a while back, actually a guy from Apex that I respect. He's like, you really like to overcompensate, don't you? And at first I was really hurt, right? And I'm like, is that a bad thing? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, But, you know, part of me is I want to leave a unique experience for anybody that I come across with, because again, time is valuable. You know, mm-hmm. our few minutes together today, I want to make sure that we didn't waste it. Right? right. Right. And so my goal is to just leave a great experience, leave the world a better place than I found it. And um, I just like to maximize the time that I have with people to show that. And so if I overcompensate and over deliver, I guess so be it. That's just part of, you know, things like what Stuman teaches us is just bring value first and um, I have the, 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 the rule of thumb of giving 10 times and you'll, you'll might, you might get something back once, but either way that doesn't change me. Yeah. I love that. And it made me think that I like to write notes, you know, while I'm listening because, um, it's just easier for me to, to remember. And then I have something to go mm-hmm. back on, but as you were talking, it made me realize this next question. So what would you like your legacy to be? Oh, wow. Um, I've thought about this a lot, you know, when they're patting my face with the shovel and dirt, um, it's not going to have the net worth, you know, it's not going to have the accolades. What, what I'd really like for it to say is that, you know, he made his, his children proud, right? His his family proud, um, family man, God first, just mm-hmm. an inspiration, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'd say that's what my legacy would be is just, um, again, that I left the world or at least that I died trying to leave yeah. the world a better place than I found it. Cause there's like, like, I, like we said, off, off recording is nobody in this world owes you anything but a hard time. And I'm like, that's, 
that to me doesn't have to be the um what is it the that's the exception not the rule or whatever like yeah. i don't feel like i have to conform that to that and so yeah. whatever i can do to make it better i'm going to do that and i i hope for that to be my legacy yeah i, I i've decided i think i want to do my own eulogy <laughs> <laughs> right read this <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna read it on camera and uh I'm de- I, I want it to be where when i'm dead i, I want it to be a party right and and i love helium and i love balloons and uh, cake and stuff like that so i want him to question is she dead or is she joking <laughs> so- <laughs> are we getting punked <laughs> she's gonna pop out of here somewhere <laughs> she gonna pop out of the casket i'm just waiting that's how you're I gonna, decided. You're gonna have you're gonna get people thinking like uh like Tupac <laughs> or um Hoffa, like I bet she's somewhere. <laughs> I bet she's alive out in like Alaska or something. Trying to race somebody to the <laughs> yeah. <quick trip> door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I I've uh I've seen a few funerals and I'm like, you know, I, I just don't want it to be a sad place. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not for me. I'm gone. So I want mm-hmm. it to be a celebration of my life. And if nobody right. shows, I'm good with that. I don't think I'm going to yeah. care, you know? Yeah. So as long as dogs are there, man, I'm content. Man, I just want there dogs. There you go. Yeah. I well, love dogs. If you, go bef- if you go before me, I'll make sure that happens. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your favorite book? Wedding the Devil. What is it? Outwitting the Devil. Isn't that Napoleon Hill? Napoleon Hill. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a good one. Um, the reason why I like that book so much is it's like a handbook for life. Um, I'm I'm a practical guy. I'm a how-to. Show me how it's done, right? Mm-hmm. Like a like a player to a coach. If you tell me in the football field to run up 15 yards, hang a left, and turn around that the ball is going to get right into my bread basket, I'll do that, right? And so outwitting the devil to me is, is kind of like that. It's, it's, it's showing you what the, what the opposition is, is attacking you with. <clears throat> it shows you what to look out for. And it tells you why those things, you should look out for those things. And it goes into the very minute to the daily things that society deems normal. Things like smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, yeah. um, relationships, um, uh, I mean, just so many different practical life things that that tell you what to look out for and why to look out for them. And uh, it was very prophetic because it was written in the 20s or 30s, I believe, yeah. and wasn't released until like 07. And um, the things that were relevant then are still relevant today. And it's amazing. I mean, I, I, I did read the book. It was a little hard read for me because i need things a little bit more basic and just like you know but i do understand what you're saying it really was like a um i forgot the word now but how you described it you know it's really a good book and i am going to read it again and um after the other 25 30 books i got on my list I think I've I've read it twice, but I've listened to the audio version probably, gosh, 20, 20 times. That's a good idea, too, because sometimes you pick up things different. You know, I love to listen to podcasts. I don't really listen to music much anymore. I really just mm-hmm. listen to all these upbeat, you know, outgoing, get off your butt, 
podcasts and all business oriented. I love business books and things like that. You know, the more I can learn, um, I feel like I'm the one in remedial class. So I feel like, like you, I feel like I'm behind, you know, especially for my age. And I hear people who are like 18, 19, and I'm like, all right, I'm a little jealous, but you know what? (laughs) Um, I look at the road I traveled and it's not the road I chose, but Mm -hmm. it's the road I went down. And Mm -hmm. so out of everything, I I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change one thing. You know, I just wouldn't. So it's what I've learned. I've learned to realize I'm just slower than everybody else, but I do eventually get it. And as long as I keep working on that, that's all Mm -hmm. I could ask for, you know, at least I continue. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. same. I'm I'm just looking to, I'm looking towards fulfillment, self-fulfillment. Um, I, I like, I like going to bed at night knowing that I left things on the field that day. Yeah. Um, so that might be ego. I mean, you know, I don't know yeah. what you want to call it. It could be negative to some people, but to me, that's the, I, I, um, I like the saying chase perfection, achieve excellence. Um, yeah. you know, I believe we're, we were created in the image of God. God is omnipotent, all powerful and all wisdom. And he wants us to be like him. And so if it's possible and attainable, I'm chasing it. And I know I'll fall short, but at least if I fall short, I'm still elevated, um, you know, towards becoming that elite version of our of, of myself that, that we always hear about. Yeah, I, I love God. Uh, so I make jokes, right? The reason I get migraines is because he's smacking the back of my head going, are you listening yet? <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I have migraines all the time, right? Because he's constantly going, uh, do I have yeah. your attention hey. yet? Right. <laughs> so I like it. I'm yeah. That's my wife. <laughs> she, she suffers from migraines. Oh, there she is. Is that why too? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love, um, I love my little jokes because I'm like, you know, God, you and I are going to have a discussion when I get up there and it's not going to go good for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, like I can do anything. Like, but What's the deal? Yeah. 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 So, all right. How would your family and friends describe you? Um, loyal. I'd say that probably be the first thing out of someone's mouth about me is that I'm loyal. Um, I like that. I'm relentless, disciplined, I I think would probably be at the top two. So um, other than that, family, family oriented. How many kids do you have? Four children. We started, um, I was 20 years old when we had our first child. We've been married now almost 21 years, 20 years. I think we're hitting our 20 year. I think we're hitting our 21, 20 year and a wedding anniversary this year. Um, but That's we have awesome. a 19 year old, uh, 15, soon to be 15, a 10 and soon to be five. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So I, I want had a million kids. reasons to throw in the towel, but, um, still, we're still here kick, yeah. kicking and screaming. There you go. I, I wanted 20 kids and I had one and I'm like, you know, we're good at one. I, I don't need the other 19. <laughs> When we met, I when we met, I said I'd like to have five because I'm I'm on my dad's side. I'm the only child, and then my mom had a had a child, so I have a half brother, and so um, I was always curious what it'd be like to have you know a family like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I grew up 
kind of without parents with after about 12 years old anyway. So uh, I told my, I told my wife, I said, um, you know, I'd like to have maybe five kids. And she's like, we can probably do two. <laughs> and uh, after the second one, I said, I think I'm content with two. And she says, no, let's have five. Oh, so, so we settled funny. at four and we're done. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because when I was in junior high, all my friends, you know, knew what they wanted to do or, or what they thought they wanted to do. Right. When they got older and I didn't. So I thought something was wrong. I mean, I didn't discuss this with my parents, but I thought something was wrong with me because I didn't. So I'm like, I'll just be a housewife. Um, so, no, God doesn't work that way either. Uh, I've never been a well, housewife. Uh, I'm beyond being a housewife. That's that's come and gone. I was a caretaker for my late husband and his mom and our son. But I have no regrets because it was just an amazing, amazing marriage. But it's just funny because sometimes what you want and what you get, again, God and I have yet to agree on what we're going to do with my life. So it's going to be. I tell, I tell people all the time. I say sometimes the blessings that you want doesn't come wrapped up in the paper and the bow that you wanted it to come in, but it, it'll still show up. It's just yeah. not, not the way we expected it. Yeah. So I, again, I don't complain, but my joke is, you know, you know, God and I have yet to agree what we're going to do with my life, you know? It's he seems to keep winning in this game over here. So I got to the point where I'm going to quit fighting. (laughs) I'm slowing progress. So what is your favorite kind of music? Um, I. I'm actually pretty diverse. I I think I'd say I'd like I like every music except for probably country. (laughs) Uh, My wife adores country. So I still have to hear it inevitably. Um, but I, I grew up with a Gen X, my mother's borderline Gen X. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up with a lot of 70s and 80s rock. Um, ended up becoming a DJ where I spun 80s music uh, on vinyl. So I was pretty into that music. Um, but I would say my, my love and adoration is with a genre called chill step. And it's a soft, melodic version of the hardcore dubstep. So like a EDM uh, or techno, is it similar to that? Not, ne- not necessarily. Oh. It's very, just very, very melodic with um, just different drum patterns, but it's really soft. And I guess I just got soft as I got older, but I still liked the, the, the melody of it. So I liked it so much that I actually en- ended up producing my own album uh, and group of tracks of it. How cool so is took, that? Yeah, I took a couple of years and learned self self taught how to make make the tracks, and I ended up making about I think like eight or nine tracks, and uh, it's sitting somewhere in a, in a SoundCloud account. It's it's free to access, but I don't really share it because you know sometimes you just get a little embarrassed. But um, but I I enjoyed the genre enough to where I wanted to make it, and and I did that, and it was just something that I checked off the bucket list, and I'm I'm satisfied with it. Okay, so what what is it called again? Like that kind of music. Hill step. S T E P. Hill step. Okay. C H I L L. Chill. Oh, chill step. Okay. Chill step. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I'll 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 just send you a link to after we're done. You can just kind of sample it. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Because ironically, 
My favorite kind of music is techno and EDM. Anything with no words. I love no words because then I don't have to hear asshole or whatever in it. You know, my family hates it. So so I'll go a little bit deeper. So Chill Step does not have words. Um, And to your point about the techno, I actually was a house DJ as well. So I definitely know about deep house and hard house from, from the early 90s all the way up to about probably 2015 or so. Um, I, matter of fact, I just built a uh, promotional website for a house event that we're having here in Las Vegas with some legendary DJs that are spinning house and techno. Um, but, uh, to your point, no, there's no words in that. There's no words in chill step. And then there's another genre that I like, um, that I've taken akin to it's called synth wave. And that is just synth S Y N T H. Okay. And that's. It's like a new age version of 80s, but it's got the techno vibe to it and no words. So my family hates the fact that all I listen to all day long, well, not all day long, but when I listen to music, there's no words. They don't like it. So Mm -hmm. I think you and I, were we we got a good connection there. Yeah, yeah. I I like big band music too, because I like anything that's just super motivating and up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's upbeat. And you're like, you can't dance, but you can't just stand there because you know, because yeah. it's so good too. But it doesn't mm-hmm. matter that you can't dance. So those I are bet the, you listen to it when you're doing when you're working, huh? You know, I really don't. Uh, I usually don't listen to anything. But uh, well, now I take it back. I listen to podcasts, but I do want to get back into the music a little bit more. It's been a while. Now I will say this: I have never ever in my life been to a concert. I've been terrified of. Them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So now we my skip s- concerts for till we were in our late twenties, and I regretted not going sooner. Really? Yeah. It, it was so funny because, like, when I was in junior high, and, and you're talking in eighties, I guess junior high, uh, friends would go to concerts and they'd come back and they're like, "All oh, these girls were running around naked." I'm like, "I don't know why they're running around naked, but I'm not going." So, I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand. But- you know, right. nobody, I was very, very sheltered. So people just didn't explain things to me. And so, you know, uh, I, I really thought even into my adult age, this is how sheltered I was, that things that I saw in cartoons could be done. And they were really like, happened, uh, yeah. no, duh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. You, you know? know, yeah. You know, so it was very, very sheltered. And so, yeah, yeah, when you're, when you're sheltered and then your imagination kind of gets the better of you, you're like, mm, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not going. So How, how did you have a, a somewhat shaky upbringing? Oh, it was very, it was horrible. So, um, it's very, very dysfunctional and, um, there's something I, I won't get into yet, but there's stuff I've posted in apex. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was very bad and it caused PTSD. It caused a lot of things, um, bipolar disorder, you know, things like that. And I was such I, I got into drugs at like 12. And I I feel bad for my parents because they literally did everything they possibly could to get me off drugs. And so I was in girls' homes and rehabs, and one of the girls' homes was so bad. I was, I wasn't even there six months, which was fine because I was going to run away anyway. Right. When I got to meet with my parents in six months, the state came in and shut it down. 
while I was there. Oh gosh. So I was immediately sent, that was in Mississippi. I was immediately sent to Wichita, Kansas, to another girl's home where I had more freedom and I chose to uh, and use my freedom and I ran away <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it comes night and it's so country, right? That you can't even see the street or anything, right? Pitch black, yeah. It's bad, right? And I'm like 15. So in the two rehabs, I had issues with those places. So from like 12 to 18, I was in and out of these two girls' homes and two rehabs. And and ironically, it was my late husband who got me to quit cold turkey, right? Just just by saying, you're worth more than that. And so I'm like, oh, you know, here I am. I think I'm a POS. And... I've thought this all my 18 years of life and now somebody's saying, no, you're not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's try wow. this. So yeah. quit cold Turkey and never touched it again. And, and at the time I was smoking like, cause I was shooting speed. So I was smoking like two cartons of cigarettes a week. And oh, as wow. soon as I found out I was pregnant at 20, I quit that cold Turkey okay. and never, never done either. So, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. I, I could tell just with your concert, um, when we were talking <laughs> about the concert. Mm-hmm. So have you, uh, I know you're probably not up for more recommendations than books, oh, but no, have I you ever it. heard, have you ever seen this book or heard of it? I the think Body I've, Keeps the Score. I'm going to write it down. I think I've heard of it um, a long time ago, but obviously I forgot. Let me hang on. I want to write who, uh, who um, wrote it. That it's a long one and it's like German oh. or something. Oh, it is. Okay, hang on. Bessel Van Der Kolk MD. So, okay, cool. So, I was listening to a podcast once and the guy was, he had a rough upbringing where he was raped as he was five years old and he was raped by neighborhood kids and had some parental issues or whatever. But he's like, if you got mommy and daddy issues, He's like, read this book. And I was like, shit, I think everybody has that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it goes into there and it talks about what happens as children and it sticks, it sticks to us as we're as we get older. And um, so it might be a might be a benefit because um I don't want you to not go see a concert because something happened 50 years ago, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's never just come back up to go to go. Well, now it's like my husband and I. Well, I, we just don't like a lot of crowds. And, and so I don't mind not going. Um, mm. But, you know, I, I was molested by neighbors and I didn't tell my parents till my late twenties. So they had mm-hmm. no clue. And, but what I appreciate about my parents and obviously when you're a teenager going through this, you don't appreciate Hard to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the fact that they cared enough I mean, I probably cost my parents millions and millions of dollars. I mean, these Mm -hmm. places were not cheap. And, you know, it was constant. Um, It was just horrible. So the fact that they continued to keep trying, right, to keep helping to get me off these drugs. I mean, it took me a little while to forgive my parents. But then I realized, Mm. you know what, in the end, they always have been trying to help me. Now, maybe they've been doing it wrong or maybe it wasn't the right way to help. But you know mm-hmm. what? 
I'm not going to knock somebody for trying, you know, because at least they made the effort where some people, Mm -hmm. their parents just didn't even care. And we don't care. Go live on the street at 13, whatever. Is that okay? That's what happened to you. Yeah. Wow. And, and see, so for that, I'm thankful. I mean, you know, there's a lot more to the story, but when, again, when you learn to forgive, it just changes everything. It really does. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it allows you to at least look in the mirror and say, you know what? All things considered, I can, I can still do this. Yeah. And, that, and you know, it's funny because I would have said my superpower would be forgiveness. And I think really my superpower is learning how to put myself in other people's shoes and looking at it from that Empathy. perspective and going, yeah. okay, I understand now why you chose to do this and and everything because i can really literally put myself in your shoes and go that makes sense right even if i don't agree with everything you did or it was wrong or whatever i'm really good at being able to do that so i like that because it does change your outlook on things when you when you realize hmm there could be a reason somebody's driving like an asshole down the highway that's that's me yeah. usually, but hey. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're, yeah, you're an empath. So, yeah. Well, I didn't realize that's what it was. So that's cool to know. Yeah. yeah. They call it empath. Something like okay. That. Okay. So I have some other questions. Sure. What accomplishment are you most proud of? Does it have to be like a superficial one or? It can be anything <laughs> you want it to be. This is all about, well, it's supposed to be about you, but I think I've been talking a little too much. Oh, oh no, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. We got to get some stuff out of you. <laughs> um, most proud, the accomplishment that I'm most proud about, I'd say it's probably breaking the mold, I would say. Um, I like it. Yeah, because uh, I feel like, you know, the, the term getting woke is thrown around so loosely these mm-hmm. days. But realistically, when you know, when you know that you don't have to conform to what the majority of society does, mm-hmm. I think that's really when you're woke. But then when you also take that journey, um, and I'd, I'd say entrepreneurs are a great, great job at that. That's why they're called. That's why they're, there's the one percenters, right? Because. Um, they don't conform to that mold. And, you know, part of my legacy is also le- leaving behind generational wealth to the to the family. Um, whereas being an in insurance, I've paid death claims and I've seen where a lot of the times families are dying without coverage and they're leaving their post their posterity at zero. So they start off at zero work there where they claw and scratch their way all the way up to where they think they're OK when they die they leave their posterity with zero too. And so it's just this constant cycle of repeat, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's start, stop, repeat, start, stop, repeat. And really nobody in the generational line is starting off, you know, better than what the previous generation had left them. Right. 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 And so, uh, you know, Stuman's a good job, a good example of that. His children and his children's children are going to be set up because of a decision that Ryan made in, Somebody before Ryan didn't make that decision. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, he and broke so I'd the say, chain. Exactly. So that in in my in my eyes, it's you know things are 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 starting with 
me, right? Yeah. And I don't say that in an egotistical manner and like, oh, well, I can't wait till I'm I'm on somebody's um, fireplace mantle in 200 years. You know, yeah. it all started with that guy. I'm not trying yeah. to be like that, right? Um, but, you know, I just want, I mean, I'm the first in my family to convert to um, out of Catholicism, right? And so it starts with me. I was the first one to ditch corporate America. All mm -hmm. my family and everybody else before me, they all went the corporate America route. I ditched that, right? Um, I'm leaving my posterity with assets instead of devastation and debt. So I would just say breaking that mold. And then again, I think I, I feel like with all these books and things that I read and being with entrepreneurs and successful people, um, it's just being, it's being more aware and, and not conforming to what everybody else does. I, I love that. That, I mean, that just doesn't get a better answer than that. Exactly. It's awesome. So I have one last question for you. Uh-oh. Oh, it's a tricky. I don't I hope know. Maybe. It's not a doozy. <laughs> the best for last. So how do you get rid of the trash in your life when it piles up? And, and trash could be mental, emotional, physical, whatever you can, can consider trash. I probably do what you do. I purge it. Yep. I purge it. I love it. Um, I have, um, let's say it's something that's internal. I have locker room talks with myself where I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? You could be doing better. What's going on? Mm -hmm. Well, let's start weeding some things out of our life. What's, what's a hindrance? What's getting in the way, right? And if it's in the way, toss it. If it's not important, toss it, right? So I would say probably, you know, pur purging is what, what helps me keep, keep junk free. I love it. That's awesome. We appreciate you coming um, so much to our show and, and sharing your God, amazing stories and Thank you. phone sites. Uh, you know, I've been in and out of going on with phone sites. So um, I'm not always on the internet right when everything's going on and I miss stuff and I'm trying to backtrack mm -hmm. and figure it out. But I know there's a lot of amazing things and amazing things. And, and Ryan is definitely amazing. And I love Apex. And um, I've tried to, I, you know, I'm working on explaining that to people. And I'm like, mm, I need to maybe learn how to better explain this. <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's just an amazing group of people uh, that just help everybody. You know, just everybody gets built up and everybody helps everybody. And everybody Here's wants to, to see everybody succeed. Exactly. And so, yep. so whatever I can do to help you with that, please, my, my, my door is open. And for your audience, whoever, if this, if this gets played by a uh, hundred people or, or a million, you can also use me. A, a friend of Michelle is going to be a friend of me. So um, if you want to just leave, leave a way to get a hold of me, that's, that's fine. Up to you. And um, yeah, again, share my door your is contact open. information. You can share it right now. And then uh, when I, when I post it live, I'm going to leave links in the, in the show for it. Sure. Yeah. So uh, Steve Apodaca on Facebook, um, V T H E E creator K R E A T E R on Instagram. Um, and then, um, I I'd say that's probably going to be the fastest way. I've got all of my other social links. If you can find me on any of those two platforms, you'll, you'll find my calendar link phone number, everything's public. I'm completely transparent. Um, so there's probably 50 different ways anybody can get a hold of me as long as they can find this face somewhere. I love it. It's a great face. Well, Thank we you. appreciate you, Steve. Thanks so much for sharing appreciate your story you. with us.
And okay. thank you guys for listening in. And we appreciate you as well and hope to catch you next time. Have an awesome Bye. day. Thanks so much for tuning in. We sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get notified as new episodes become available. And remember, it's just junk and you can get rid of it.